This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turning to entertainment news. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture. Heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. And, and what have you learned? 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 Well, the Keatons have reunited for a good cause. Meredith Baxter, Michael Gross, Michael J. Fox, Tina Yothers, Mark Price, and Scott Valentine will come together for the Stars in the House. Now, the Stars in the House supports the Actors Fund. This fund helps anyone in the artistic community with essential needs like financial support, buying groceries, paying rent, and doctor's bills. Now, this stream will be available on Tuesday night, and you can watch it on YouTube's Star in the House channel or People Magazine's Facebook and Twitter feed. What would we do, baby, with our love? Sha-na-na-na. Sit, Ubu, sit. Love that, guys. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay Cutler needs your help. Now, Jay... Aww. Does he, though? Yeah. Oh, well, this is kind of a sad story if you're dog lovers. The XNL oh. quarterback's oh, beloved... Yeah. yeah, the XNL... Well, his beloved dog, Bane, has gone missing in Tennessee. Aww. And he's asking everyone in the area to help him bring the dog home. And there's a $1,000 reward for the return of this 80-pound German Shepherd. And if you've seen pictures, I'm a big dog fan. I've got two wolfhounds. Love this looking... The dog is beautiful. And Bane joined Cutler and Kristen's family as a pup in twenty in the February of 2015. And then when Jay and Kristen broke up earlier this year, he apparently kept the dog. So hopefully this will end in a happy ending because I would be devastated to lose a dog like that. Oh, yeah. Right? I always think for some reason, I don't know what it says about me, but I, whenever you say Jay Cutler, I always think of that guy, the bodybuilder guy. That's who I thought you were talking body about. Body by Jake? No, not body by Jake, <laughs> but the big, like, roidy, like, Bodybuilder guy. No. Okay, okay. Brad. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, nope. This one's the quarterback. Kristen, That's the yeah. Ca- Kristen Cavallari, Jay Cutler. Yes. 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 All right. Now this is fun. Oprah's favorite things is back for 2020. Oprah has selected mostly gifts from Black-owned businesses that deserve to be celebrated. This list includes an array of items, including everything from kitchen essentials to treats for pets. Ooh. Yeah. So among the many items on her 2020 list, Oprah includes, it's called Mented Cosmetics. Have you guys heard of that? No. No. Which was founded by two black Harvard business students, graduate students, seeking to create a nude lipstick to perfect, or it's a nude lipstick that will fit darker skin tones. There is a lot of stuff on here. Oh, Holly's shopping. I'm shopping now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, for more entertainment news, download the MyTalk app or go to MyTalk1071.com. That's quick enough information. Thank you. MyTalk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on MyTalk1071. My body's
Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show. It's the third hour, you guys. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts, and Grant is running the board. Colleen will be back on Monday. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us this beautiful Friday. If you haven't been outside, oh my God, what are you waiting for? It is gorgeous. It's going to be nice tomorrow, and uh, right now, well, we have to talk about some celebrity ickies so maybe go outside open a window enjoy the weather while you listen to us um crack a window air it out air it out um because we need to talk about a window air it out exactly we need to talk about dominic west but by way of ruth wilson and i know you're saying to yourself self who are these people who are these people so ruth wilson um you may remember from showtime's the affair Now, I guess back in... I did not watch the show. I have not watched the show. I apologize. But apparently back in 2018, her character was randomly... Spoiler alert. (laughs) She left the show. I'll just put it that way. And apparently there were some rumors that she left the show at the time due to some pay disparity between her and Dominic West. Mm. She eventually told the New York Times that that was not true, but she otherwise quote, and I'm quoting uh, Perez Hilton now, kept mama on the subject, except to say, quote, there is a much bigger story. Well, apparently this week she's talking more about that story. Um, She did an interview with Stylist. Is that like a magazine about stylists? Probably. I mean, you'd hope. A fashion magazine for sure. She said, (laughs) um, quote, The reason I haven't gone into the affair, meaning like what happened there, is that I haven't worked out how to discuss it. There's a lot of noise and anger surrounding it. And really, the power rests with me to choose how I discuss my life and my experiences. What's important to say is that I did speak up. I did have a voice. I did stand up for myself. There was a situation on the affair where things didn't feel right, and I dealt with them, and I managed to protect myself. Well, that... That's kind of a shocking statement. Yeah, and this goes back to a story that made headlines at the end of last year where there were accusations that the showrunner on the affair was running a hostile work environment. Didn't did this person leave or there was some sort of uh, what happened at the time because I vaguely remember. Well, um it, apparently when Ruth Wilson left, it was shocking and one of the things um, the reasons why she left is because there were issues with nudity on the set. There are issues, I believe, with some of the sex scenes that were happening yeah. at, at the lead of the showrunner and one of the show's executive producers. So it was just it was just a gross situation for Ruth Wilson, allegedly. And so she left. So when she in this most recent interview, when she talked about it again, she didn't give a ton of specifics. But again, she does say that she you know, spoke up at the time and that she defended herself and that she dealt with it or that the issue was dealt with. Um, According to, let's see, um, and I don't know if this is from the same interview, quote, it was before me too. It was before Harvey Weinstein. And yet my instincts were very clear and strong about what I felt was wrong, what was going on and what I didn't feel safe about. And that refers, I'm assuming, to the piece you just uh, read or um, shared about Um, the nudity, that there was a lot of nudity requested of the actresses in a way that did not make her feel comfortable. Right, and saying that there was a much bigger story on the set of The Affair. The Hollywood Reporter did a 
uh, a feature on Ruth Wilson last year. And so just to put it into context, a little bit of a timeline, she left in 2018. Ruth Wilson left the affair in 2018. And she was saying that she brought up these issues, you know, like you said, Bradley, before Me Too, which I would say the fall of 2017 is when that really kicked off with the Harvey Weinstein story being published in The New Yorker and The New York Times. Uh, Allegedly, there was an unreported 2017 investigation by Showtime's parent company, CBS, into Ruth Wilson's accusations about what was happening on the affair. And uh, that she is restrained by a non-disclosure agreement, which is why she's kind of talking around this issue. Um, What I did find interesting is I think this comes also from that 2019 uh, Hollywood Reporter piece. In one surprising twist of the tale, the show's executive producer and director Jeffrey Reiner was said to have asked Lena Dunham at a dinner party to persuade Wilson to, quote, show her bleeps or at least show some bleep. Yeah. Her bleeps being the upper experience and her bleep being the lower experience. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, uh, can't you just get her to show some bleeps? Which, uh, this yeah. is why I'm so glad that we had um, the Me Too movement. And I'm sure women everywhere are like, yeah, thanks for showing up. Thanks, Brad. But uh, we've <laughs> talked about this at length. It's yeah. not like I'm just arriving at this. But to just think about the reality of what women had to deal with, and probably still do to a certain extent, um, you know, although I would hope post Me Too less in... A smaller capacity um just the like overt use of their sexuality or bodies in a way that like other people wouldn't give a second thought to but are now having to question like is this a good use of nudity is this something we would request of our male co-stars where it just seemed like women's bodies were it's just a given that at some point you should show your breasts or be naked in you know, a scene if you're doing a dramatic role, for example. Right. Or at the very least, the probability if you're a female bodied, somebody's going to ask you to get nude. Yeah. Whether or not you do it is a whole other thing. But the proposition of having to do that in order to fulfill some dramatic obligation is just like the probability is high. Or what was. I, what I also think is interesting is here we have again a person connected to Dominic, Dominic West. West. And uh, this is a story that I feel like we're going to continue to hear about. Not necessarily the story of Ruth Wilson, but the story of Dominic West. And maybe not specifically as is, as concerns the affair, but um, the actual affair that Dominic West had with Lily James. And you've got to believe that Lily James was not the first woman that Dominic West had an affair with. Yeah, th- that's a fascinating question that... There is no answer to at this point, but Dominic West's whole affair, well, thinking about how much we've talked about Dominic West in the past two to three weeks is more than we ever have talked about him ever on the Colleen and Bradley show. And what was fascinating to me about that whole affair was the fact that Dominic West and his wife went out and did an old school paparazzi photo opportunity outside of their manor. Like, hey, nothing to see here. No big deal. Yeah. And yeah. again, like, who's buying that? That was, an, that was an exercise for them. Yes. That was not an exercise for the public. But because then, the public is sitting there going, what? what? What are you doing? But then also think about that, Bradley. Going back to the blind item that we talked about in the first hour of today's show was revealing 
that Lily James is also playing this angle in as much as her publicist was encouraging this behavior to happen offset, meaning that, hey, Lily James, it would be probably good for you maybe to like to let Dominic West do a Count Dracula on your neck at a at a, a place in, in Rome where we can get some nice f- Why do- paparazzi photos. Oh, thank you for clarifying. It almost sounded like you were saying something inappropriate. Paparazzi um, photos. Paparazzi photos. Correct. Um, and when are we just going to accept that the world is as crazy as we think it is? Uh, you know, I think we're kind of working on that, but uh, also, we're going to have to give it some when time. When are we just going to admit that our lives are so boring compared oh, to celebrities? So boring. We are literally the most boring, just plain. Yeah, but think of how exhausting it boring must be. People. To think about your personal life in this way, and to be like, "Boy, I gotta, uh, I gotta leverage this so hey, that I get uh, this tabloid." Will you come over tonight, and I'm gonna come out into the front yard? <laughs> will you greet me by putting your tongue down my throat? I know we're not really connected romantically, but I would like people to believe that we are. Right? I'm tired. Yeah, that's just a lot of work. And then you got to like keep track of the lies. Oh, yeah, well, that's why there's publicists and professionals who probably have spreadsheets. <laughs> And uh, I do want to go behind the scenes. When is somebody somebody hire me to please go behind the scenes? I I long to just be a fly on the wall of the celebrity machine or the celebrity sausage as it's being made. Well, we try to sift through the ingredients as much as we can. It's true, but unfortunately, very often we're having to sift through the you know excrement. Yeah, like not. I'd rather be on the (laughs) other end where it's being made. Yeah, we have to sift through (laughs) the the owl. What do they call it? You know, pellet. Where, yeah, the pellet where they swallow the mouse. And you're trying to and, figure out, like, what is that? Yeah, all right. Anyways, is that a mouse? Well, look, we got to go. Okay. <laughs> when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, you have no idea what we're talking about. Our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes joins us to tell us what's in theaters and on our screens for the weekend. We'll be right back here on My Talk 1071. Oh, I can't think of a better way to welcome a weekend than with a little bit of Fleetwood Mac. And. To chat with our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hello. It's great to be here. It's great to have you on this beautiful Friday. And I hope you've gotten yes. a chance to be outside. Maybe you're reporting live from outside right now as you tell us what movies, if any, we need to see this weekend. You know, I'm not outside, but I, I'm looking outside from my office window right now, and it looks lovely. Okay, good. We'll get outside. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. At some point. Well, what are we watching this weekend, Paul? 
Well, you know, there's a lot we can stream. Of course, we've got The Mandalorian going on. I know neither of you two have any interest in that, but it is. Episode 2 dropped today, so that it is out. I'm going to watch it as soon as I'm done talking to y'all. Love it. But there is a new movie in theaters if people are wanting to go to a theater. It's a new Kevin Costner, Diane Lane Western family drama called Let Him Go. People may know the book by Larry Watson. And they play a couple of grandparents that discover that their daughter-in-law and grandson are being abused by her new husband. So they set off to go find and rescue them from their new family. And at the end of this other family is Leslie Manville, who you may remember from Phantom Thread. She is the matriarch of this family. And they're definitely a family in this other town that you're not, not to be messed with. Oh, interesting. Okay, so um, I feel like I've seen this movie. I'm assuming it was a trailer, or maybe I saw it. Yeah, a- I mean, they definitely have been playing the trailers on TV. I've seen it a couple times, the trailers. And I have to say, I actually really enjoy, I enjoy it. You know, I think Kevin Costner and Diane Lane, they've, they've acted together before in Man of Steel, and they're a great together and Kevin Costner is always so good in kind of the western genre so you have that buy-in already with two actors that are reliable strong and then it kind of veers into and you know that that idea of doing whatever you can to rescue and be there for your family um, is definitely a lot of people can resonate with. And they, you know, it kind of veers into this kind of Dallas-style soap opera with this other family that that gets involved. And they're definitely a little bit more redneck. I, you know, I don't know if we should use that word, but they're a little, um, little dangerous, a yeah. little, um, you don't want to mess with them. So, yeah, it was good. Okay, so this, you said, is in theaters, um, which in means theaters I'm... only. Okay, so I can only go see this in theaters for the time being. Correct. So I'm giving it three out of five ticket stops. I think people could wait till it's an at-home release, but I think, you know, once it is available, I think a lot of people will like it. And Kevin Costner and Diane Lane, both really great actors, and then Leslie Manville is a fantastic matriarch. She is one, like, great wig, great kind of chewing the scenery, like, just devilishly good. Awesome. If you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Paul from Paul's Trip to the Movies. Holly, you look like you have a question for Paul. Well, I was going to ask him. So if we don't want to go to the theater and see Let Him Go, you do have a home watching recommendation that that we should all watch if we were fans of a particular NBC show back in the day. Yes. Yeah. Now, if you now I, I want to do this little caveat. If you are completely sick of like election news voting, then maybe this isn't for you. But I want to recommend it anyway. And this is the West Wing special to benefit when we all vote. This is now streaming on HBO Max. And what they did, the cast of the West Wing and Aaron Sorkin, who created the show, um, reunited. They got together and essentially restaged season three, episode 15 episode, Hartsfield Landing. So what Ryan and I did is we went back, we watched that original episode, and then went and watched this new special. And they took that script and basically are acting it out on stage, you know, with COVID restrictions, you know, COVID restrictions in play. And it was really fascinating to see how this episode of television that was written in 2002 still feels so relevant in 2020. And when they would have had commercial breaks in the acts, the cast, as well as other special guests like First Lady Michelle Obama, Lynn Manuel Miranda, talk about voting history in this country and voter suppression. Oh, wow. So there, even if you like, are like, I don't know if I want to do anything else with this election. Don't even think about it in terms of this election, but to learn more about voting history in America and how that comes into play. It's a fantastic special. And just to see these actors and these characters again was just a real treat. 
if we haven't watched The West Wing, can you still get mm-hmm. into the special? I think so. And uh, the reason why I'm going to, are we going to save space here? Yes. I, um, I will admit that I have not seen every episode of The West Wing. Oh, I've never watched I've a single one. I've never watched a single episode. <laughs> oh, Paul. my God. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I will recommend is that even if you don't, even if you've never seen the show before, what I think you could do is you could go to Netflix, watch this episode, season three, episode 15, watch it. You'll get an idea of who these characters are. You know that Martin Sheen is the president called Hartsfield Landing, very much based in a real place here in America. And then go and watch this special. And I think you'll still understand the relationships that these characters have. And it almost feels like a one-off episode. I had never seen this episode before, but even just watching it alone, I was like, okay, I understand what's happening in this specific episode. Okay, awesome. Um, Yeah. All right. So... You gave us something to watch on the big screen, something to watch on the little screen. Um, anything else that's sort of like bubbling up that you're super excited about or getting ready for? Yeah. So I want to bring up Disney's um, kind of what we'll call uh, future releases. Oh, okay. You know, Disney lately has pushed so many of their movies into 2021. Yeah. And Disney Don't even get me started. I, I know. Um, a movie that you're really excited about from Warner Brothers doing um but they you know they own the fox movies now pixel marvel they announced this week that there are some of their other last movies that they were going to release in theaters a new ryan reynolds comedy called free guy and then death on the nile the agatha christie movie that kenneth Branagh is doing yeah got taken off of the release calendar so disney's making this known that they're taking movies away from movie theaters and now they're kind of off the schedule we don't know when they will be and they are really leaning into disney plus for some of their other so maybe we should be looking closely to disney plus for some of these yeah they've got a new the new pixar is coming out on christmas on disney plus it's called soul i haven't seen it yet but i've heard it's a masterpiece awesome Stunning. Well, Paul, yeah. you're stunning and you're a masterpiece. Thank you so oh, much for you. sharing your talents with us this afternoon. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. You can catch Paul on Paul's trip to the movies.com. He's got a whole YouTube page and so much more. We'll be right back here on Colleen and Bradley. It's going to be a pants free weekend. Holly, stop shaking your finger at me. <laughs> it's going to be a pants free weekend here Yay! on. On, uh, I almost said the Colleen and Bradley show in the Twin Cities, frankly. It doesn't matter if you're listening to us or not, but we will have a replay this weekend. So if you missed any part of the show, feel free to tune into the replay because we always make sure it's the juiciest bits. The best nugs. The best nugs for you to enjoy. And um, we now have some nugs for you in the form of crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. 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 Sometimes other places, but mostly Florida. Uh, Ooh, chicken nuggets. Yeah. Are we mm-hmm. having those or something? I wish. Okay. This is like the chicken nuggets portion of the program. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, open your packets of sauce and get mm-hmm. ready to dip them nugs. Yeah. Because I got some juicy sauce for your... Okay. Anyway, I, w- I just want to <laughs> tell you about this story, Holly. Okay. Um, I want to take you to... Um, 
I want to take you to Florida. And specifically, I want to take you to, wait for it, Ramrod Key. Nice. I'm yes. ready. It's Friday. We're yes. going to Ramrod Key. First of all, did you know that there was such a place in Florida called Ramrod Key? No, but I'm not surprised. What does it look like, one wonders? What is the shape of Ramrod Key? Mm, it's probably very uh, cylind- c- like a cylinder. Well, is it small uh, or big? Is it wide or narrow? The reason I ask is because um, it, it it's connected to the story that I'm about to tell you about a guy named Dustin. Dustin Allen Counts. He is a resident of Ramrod Key. And, well, um, let's just say he did something horrible that earned him crazy, stupid, idiot status. So imagine, if you will, you're at an intersection mm-hmm. and you're sitting next to a guy in a Jeep and he revs his Jeep like... Rawr, 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 you ever done that? You pull up to some guy and he's like, Yeah, you usually just ignore them because they're looking for attention when they do that. <sighs> well, Toby Keaton, not Toby Keith, the country western performer, isn't that his name? Toby Keith? Yep. Yes. Uh, Toby Keaton of Coral Springs, Florida, told police he was in his car, which actually was in front of Counts' Jeep, when he heard his engine revving up. <laughs> And Mr. Keaton was like, okay, this is weird. So he decided to walk over and ask the driver of the Jeep, Mr. Dustin Allen Counts, why he was, uh, you know, revving up his engine. Like, dude, what are you doing? Are you getting ready for a race? Are you, what are you doing? And then that's when Toby Keaton said the following. You must have a really small That's what I thought. Okay. Come on, really? Because you must have a really small schweenus. Oh, that's well, that... an inside thought. You think that when you see those people. Exactly. <laughs> you, you don't, don't say, it, say it. Well, well, he said it out loud. Oh, okay. And that's when Mr. Dustin Allen Counts decided he didn't appreciate that. Please tell me he didn't have a firearm on him. Well, he pulled something out of his pants. Oh. Hey! Oh, to prove! And it was a 9mm Smith & Wesson. Oh, okay. I thought he was just going to whip it <laughs> not, out and be like, this is small. Not a 9mm schweenus. Because <laughs> 9mm, that's small, right? Itty bitty teeny weeny short. <laughs> um, so then the police were like, hey, why did you do that? And he's like, well, you asked me if I had a small schweenus. And um, then he went on to say that he flashed a gun at the guy so um, that he could protect himself because he um, needed to protect himself and his small schweenus. The only problem with that is Mr. Keaton said that he feared for his life because the guy pulled a gun on him. Yes. Yes. You would fear for your life if somebody pulled a gun on you. So um, he was arrested. That is uh, the small weenus guy. Um, Dustin, he, Dustin was arrested because you're not supposed to pull guns on people. Even if I will say that it's, it's a pretty ballsy move, <laughs> pun intended, to walk up to somebody and be like, "You got a small." Who cares? That's the thing. All right, I. I mean, why that's... are p- owner operators of Schweenuses so fascinated by their Schweenus? The rest of the world wants well, have to you tell. Ever had one? No, I haven't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I haven't, Bradley. Thanks for asking. Want to set the record straight. But they're not that interesting. 
just I don't know if it's about interesting, yeah. but uh anyway, if we all have the thought that Mr. Keaton had anytime you see a dude in a big truck. Yeah, right? Well, like yeah. if I were a dude that drove trucks or love trucks, like I mean I can respect a big truck, you know. I drive one. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm a small dude, so let's go. Keep going. No, Keep going. But what I'm saying is like you just have to know that people have that thought, especially if you're being real aggressive with your big truck. Yes. And if I, you're flying around, you know, like you're cutting in front of people and you're revving your engine, people are just going to have that thought about you. Right. Because it's a cliche thought. Yes. And Which also, I wonder where that cliche comes from, but I don't know. Mysteries. But I also don't know that you need to get out of your car and go tell the guy. No, you don't say it like said earlier in the story. An inside That's thought. an inside thought that you have and you don't engage with that behavior because they're looking for attention and don't give them what they want. They're like toddlers. Just to, just no. And they like you guys are just I mean they there's always a situation you never know what the other person in this very example is going to happen. And a similar situation with me, I was out with some friends, we were leaving a wedding and we were in a cab and this Kid in a bike just completely ran a red light, and our cab driver almost hit him. I've had a few cocktails, so I open my window and I yell, like, watch out! Like, shouldn't have yelled anything, right? The guy comes up to the cab, grabs the window, and breaks the window, pulls it, and breaks the window. So, of course, we have to call the cops. And the one message, the thing that I learned from the cops was, you never know what that other person's going through. You never know what they have or what they could do. So he goes, the one thing I could tell you is just keep your mouth shut. Think it. Don't say it. People are scary. Yep. Very true. Never leave your house or talk to okay, anyone. Okay, so I don't know that we need to get that <laughs> paranoid, but you know, it's 2020. I'm not going to criticize, but I am going to let you tell me who your crazy, stupid idiot is. Great, we're going to Collin County, Texas. Where? Collin County, Texas. I've never been. It's uh, in North Texas. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, this also involves a firearm. Oh, great. Uh, and it involves a guy who was carrying a firearm on his persons. Now, he was fully licensed to do this and is within his legal right to carry his firearm. America. America. But it's how he was carrying his firearm and what happened when he was carrying it that it's just honey. Makes him my crazy, stupid idiot today. What did he do? Was Um, he like trying to twirl a baton or something? Well, he was carrying his firearm, but he wasn't carrying it in a holster he had it tucked in his pants you know oh, I don't on the feel side like that's a good idea no. yeah uh so he was carrying the gun in his pants and then he was also carrying something else on his person he was picking up his dog so he picked up his dog with the firearm in his pants oh no yeah. and then well what do you know the dog's paw got lodged in the trigger uh-huh. mm-hmm and the gun was oh, fired. Did he shoot his. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't shoot his uh, shweeness, mm. but a bullet did go into his thigh. Mm. Okay. And then out of his oh, thigh. But not like his carotid ordery. Ordery? Ordery? <laughs> his carotid ordery? Uh, by all means, this man is still alive. Okay, good. So he survived. But he's oh hurting in more ways than one. Okay? I just. Just be safe. Be safe. Yeah, be safe. Well, and if you are safe, and I'm not saying whatever, guns aside. 
if you're a proper conceal and carry, you're not supposed to have it loaded and locked and ready to go like he did. So if he would have just followed proper things, he probably wouldn't have shot himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This happened to Plexico Burris like 10 years ago. Do you remember that? He's an NFL guy. Plexico? Plexico. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Mexico Burris. He was leaving a nightclub and going down the stairs and he had a, a gun loaded in his sweatpants. Not real pants, but sweatpants. And as he was going down the stairs, it fell out of his pants, no. discharged and shot him in the leg. No, just no. like this. No, Same no, no. situation. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Be safe, everybody. Yeah. Okay, be safe. Wow, if you search Plaxico Burris, he comes up with he accidentally shot himself in the right thigh while at a Manhattan nightclub. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Unable to place that Sunday's game yeah. because of a hamstring hamstring yeah. strain. Okay. Wow. Okay. Gotta love the idiots, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they give us a whole segment. Yeah. Okay, really quickly, I'm not I don't have a ton of time to share this story with you, but I do want to read the headline. For my last crazy stupid idiot today, scientists drive tiny robot around inside living butthole. <laughs> oh. I'm not mature enough for this headline, Bradley, but tell us more. This is a legitimate article, you guys, in futurism.com. Inventors say a living colon is a rough terrain. Oh, you know where they did this study, Bradley? Purdue University. <laughs> Purdue. <laughs> I know. I know where you're going. So what about this? Are we going to be traveling up people's butts like the movie know. Interspace? I saw this article. <laughs> is and Martin I was like, Short going to be in my colon? Like, oh my there are so many things going on in the world, and scientists need to drive tiny microbots around buttholes. Apparently, um, there's a robot that's as wide as a few human hairs that can now navigate its way through the colon environment. Um which I, I still don't understand why, but there's this whole article about micro-machines in futurism.com, and they literally tested this out on... And, uh, yeah, it can rotate just like a car tire would over rough terrain. So maybe, I don't know, maybe this can do some sort of, like, like if you have a health condition back there, yeah, just drive something up there and... I just had to share that headline because that was the best headline I've read all day. Thank you, Brad. You're welcome. Science is cool, man. All right. When we come back from <laughs> to game time, Holly's got a game for Grant and I to play right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back, friends, to your favorite radio show that you've ever listened to in your whole life. I'm your favorite radio host, Bradley Trainer. That's your other favorite radio host, Holly Roberts. And that's your favorite guy running the board over there, Grant. And now, it's time to end another program. Uh, before Lori and Julia take over, we do have a game to play, though, because Holly uh, has something special, I think, for Grant and I. Is that correct? For Grant and me. Yes, this game is called... Do-do-do-do! The Mandela Effect! I'll make you some ham sandwiches. Ham! That ham smells good. Ham! That ham smells good. Ham! We can call it ham for sure. I mean, short. I don't know. I was just, it's the closest thing to my <laughs> finger. All right. So, 
the pop culture phenomenon known as the Mandela Effect. Are we familiar with this? I will explain it to you. So the Mandela Effect is a phenomenon where a large group of people remember something differently than how it occurred. And it actually comes from Nelson Mandela, which is a thing that I didn't misremember, but apparently a bunch of people did misremember. Yes, yes. People misremembered, did Nelson Mandela die in prison? Well, no, he didn't. Because he went on to be the president of South Africa after being released from prison for many years. So, that's the Mandela effect. You're like, oh, okay, for example, a classic Mandela effect is, is it the Berenstain Bears Mm. or the Berenstain Bears? It's the Berenstain Bears, but everyone calls it the Berenstain Bears. We have this collective wrong memory, false memory (laughs) of those little bears and them eating too much junk food. Yeah, exactly. All right. So you're going to ask us questions about the Mandela effect, and we have to do our best to member, member, (laughs) to remember correctly. That's right. So I'm going to, Brad and Grant, I'm going to each ask you separately different questions. All All right. right. So we're going to start with Grant first. Grant, I want to ask you. Oh, Lord. Um, Peanut butter, okay? Peanut butter. Is it Jiffy or Jif? What do you think? Jif. Jif, ding, Grant. Yes, it is Jif, but a lot of people remember Jif being Jiffy peanut butter. Jiffy peanut butter. Yeah, I can see is that. Is that because of like Jiffy Lube or something? I have no idea. Could be. Or Jiffy Pop popcorn. Oh. Right. God. Yeah, there's lots of Jiffies in pop culture, but it's not on the peanut butter. Okay, so- Also, it's pronounced Gif. Correct. Uh, Jeff. Thank you. Gr- not the peanut butter, the thing. Graphic oh. interface. G- graphic. Graphic. Interface. Not graphic. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Brad, now on to you playing our Mandela okay, Effect Mandela game. Effect. Mandela All Effect. All right, so I want you to remember Curious George, the curious little monkey. Oh, yeah, I remember Curious George. I used to love that. Did he have a tail? Oh, God. Well, why wouldn't he have a tail? He's a monkey. Does- yes, he's got a tail. No, he doesn't. <gasps> curious what? George. Has no tail on his bottom. Mm-hmm. That's nasty. Well, that's not nasty. <laughs> it's just well, weird, it's nasty because I don't remember him not having a tail. Well, he never had a tail. What happened to his tail? It never, never. existed. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, though, that people const not constantly, but it's it's a it's it's talked about. Okay. That no tail or tail. Absolutely. All right. That is so crazy. Okay, okay, I'm now looking up Curious George images. Lo and behold, no tail. Right? It's just not right. Dun, dun, <sighs> dun. All right, Grant, moving on to you. I want you to think about the household cleaning product for Breeze, and please spell its name. Oh, God. I, dude, I'm the worst speller in the world, but I'm going to go F-E-B-R-E-E-Z-E. No, Grant, you're wrong. It is F-E-B-R-E-Z-E for Breeze. Oh, my God. I would have gotten that wrong, too. I would have thought it was two E's. Yeah. So it's Fabrez. Fabrez? Or Fabrezze. Fabrezze. Mm, <laughs> Italian. All right, wow, this so, is harder than see, I thought. The Mandela effect is harder than you think. Our collective it's memory cool. is crazy. All right. So another spelling one going to Bradley. Bradley, I want you to spell... Oscar Meyer. Mm. Oh, that's easy. Oscar Meyer. So that's O S C A R M. Wait, O S C A R M A Y E R. Yeah, O S C A R M A Y E R. Yes, ding for you, Bradley. You spelled Oscar Meyer correctly. It what is... did people misremember? The Meyer part? Yes, the Meyer part. Lots of people M-E? thought. Yes. 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 All right. 
Moving on from that one, we're going to go, you know, we had cereal for cheat day Friday today, Grant, and it was very delicious, but I want you to spell Fruit Loops. Mm. Oh, God. That's a nut. What? Fruit Loops. Oh, where is going to be the, I'm trying to think of where there would be. Yeah, you're trying to outsmart the Mandela effect. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to you. (laughs) F-R, I'm going to go weird. F-R-U-I-T-L. UPS? That's not right, but Fruit I'm Loops. Fruit Loops. Because <laughs> there's no way it could be just loops. Uh, no, you're wrong, Grant. So fruit in Fruit Loops is spelled F-R-O-O-T. Oh, like Foot Locker? Come on. Fruit Loops. Fruit Locker. Fruit Loops. I don't like that or one. if Frot you're Lops. in Dutch, it would be Fraught Lops. Fraught Lops. <laughs> Fraught Lops. <laughs> wow, I have never noticed that. My, but now that you say, yeah. yeah that or like you're just like a teenage girl. Fraught Lops. Fraught Lops. I'm a lot of Fraught Lops. Oh, that's so Oh, it is. Yeah, now that because they spell it with the two O's of the, of, the, of the cereal itself. I just think that that's horrible to do to children. But apparently we still figured out how to spell fruit correctly. Wonderful. All right. So we're going to move on to Bradley. (laughs) We're trying to uh, uh, beat the Mandela effect. So far, uh, we're kind of half and half. You're like half and half. All right. So let's go to the fruit of the loom, right? We remember remember the underwear. We remember all of that. Now, Bradley, I want you to tell me whether or not (laughs) there is a cornucopia behind the fruit. Well, I'm predisposed to believe that there is because you've asked me. You're assuming that I I should think there is a cornucopia. Yeah. Um, But that makes me think maybe there's not because you're trying to lead me to believe that there is and I can picture it in my head. But maybe that's because it actually is in my head correctly. So, oh, this is really hard. (laughs) This is tough. I'm looking at it. I'm going to say no, it's fruits. It is fruits. No cornucopia. In the fruit but you know it's funny when you Oreo. said that I totally pictured a cornucopia, like I could see it even though that's not the thing. But then I was like, but wait, isn't it just fruit? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's that was fascinating. Okay. All right, Grant. Moving on to you. We're gonna go back to the world. I don't think we ever went there in the first place. <laughs> the world of cartoons. Okay. I want you to tell me how many T's are in the name the Flintstones. Oh, how many T's letter T's are in the name, the Flintstones? Oh, that's hard. Not counting the word the. So just Flintstones. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I was already, that was one. Okay. No. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go three. Give yourself a buzz, Grant. That is wrong. There are two uh. T's in the Flintstones because it's actually Flint stones uh, yeah because the way you say it i would have been like is it one is it flynn stones or flint stones i thought there yes. was two t's in flint just because i was like this has got you know i'm, I'm thinking it's got to be what oh, like what flint. i would, you know just what i wouldn't expect it to be that's yep. what i'm going with so right i've only got one right i'm losing bad here well hey look these are not easy all right now bradley let's uh stay in the world of family television okay we're going we're playing the game the mandela effect seeing if bradley and grant can remember things correctly and not be a part of a pop culture mass hallucination that we find ourselves in think of the theme song to mr rogers neighborhood okay and please tell me the lyric the first line in the theme song to mr rogers neighborhood well, I think the thing that first comes to mind is it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, but something tells me that's probably wrong. 
So let's see. Um, I don't. I can't think of anything <laughs> else. So I'm saying it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Well, that's wrong, Bradley. <gasps> Buzz yourself. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Oh, so we've been singing it wrong our I have entire been, lives. I totally have been singing it wrong, Holly. That wow. was fun. That yeah, was fun. that was a great game, Holly. Thank you. Woo! We're all just a part of a collective mass hallucination. Everyone, have a nice weekend. Yay! Well, that just means uh, no accountability. It's fine. Go do whatever you want this weekend. No, <laughs> go have fun. Grant, thank you so much for being with us this week. Holly, thank you so much for being here. Colleen will be back next week. We'll all be back next week. Have a great weekend. Up next, Lori and Julia.